Straight up honest, my hands hurt after that clap, and I don't know why. <laughs> that clap wasn't that painful, but my hands like legitimately somewhat hurt Probably because they're still like curled into a ball and around your controller because you were playing Risk of Rain for three hours straight. You were thinking, don't you fucking backtalk me you right think, now? When I'm trying to be you were cool. thinking, the, uh, oh, the podcast is out now. I have to put all my power into this. <laughs> yeah, I did the clap, and I'm like, ouchie. <laughs> Mama oh Mia, God. that hurt. <laughs> oh, all right, Zach, God. whenever you're ready. All right. Hello and welcome, everyone, to the 13th, 13th. episode of the World's Strongest Podcast. Restart it, restart it. <laughs> go back, go back. All right, all right think of the top, think of the top. Let's do it again. And a three, two, one. Hello and welcome, everyone, to the 13th episode of the World's Strongest Podcast. <laughs> you all was so fucking up! You know, we I hope were you fine know. until you said something. Shut up. No, I hope no. you know. I want you, I want you all to know, I will be leaving both of these intros in. I hope, I hope <laughs> you cut the well, part where you tell us about it. Well, they're gold, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everybody, shut up. Hello and welcome, everyone, to the 13th episode of the World's Strongest Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and these are my co-hosts, Chase. Hey, I'm Chase. And Thomas. Thomas and comedy comes in three, so that's why we're going to have three introductions to this episode, <laughs> and I'm so happy. Uh, all right, everybody, and today, on our 13th episode of the podcast, we'll be discussing episodes 32, 33, and 34 of Dragon Ball, which now we're starting to really get into at least the anime's start to the Red Ribbon Army arc. So, without further ado... Episode 32, The Flying Fortress Vanished, which, once again... Picking up that great tradition where it tells you more or less exactly what is going to happen in the episode, in the episode title. We want you to have no no ambiguity to at least one event that will happen here. Look, if I don't know what's going to happen, why would I watch the episode? Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm going to be like, man, I bet this flying fortress is going to be around the whole time. It vanishes. Ooh. Yeah, if it, if it, it was there the whole time, then I think it would, I would have, it would be nice for me to know. Nice and saucy. Yeah. Yeah, these are the details I need. <laughs> yeah, I can't right. enjoy shows without a Wikipedia article <laughs> telling me what's happening in front of it. <laughs> I'm now imagining, like, the episode titles as, like, full Wikipedia entries, like, couple paragraphs, and I'm like, wait, this isn't, like, Dragon Ball Super era, where they start just using direct translations of the Japanese titles, which just do that. <laughs> I was about to say, didn't they get that way later? Yeah, like, the, the Japanese titles that they translate for super like every episode is like a question mm-hmm. and then like a response is like the title <laughs> it's like the dragon balls found zamasu's rage <laughs> like something like that and half the time the two things don't quite sync up <laughs> like, you're like i don't i don't know what they're trying to tell me actually <laughs> I, but i do love that every episode of like these shows is just like blank what and like every single time and it feels like it's like i'm looking at like an ad that goes you wouldn't believe but your dick can grow three inches by doing this (laughs) like it's trying to make you click on it like flying fortress vanished (laughs) you can't believe this happens like it's clickbait the anime i know anime is just clickbait baby 
<laughs> that explains been. so much. Always has been. Picture yeah. the fucking astronaut. <laughs> Look no, at the this anime always been clickbait. Always has been. Uh, and we have now instantly dated this episode. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, but there was a release date on the podcast, so it's already dated. I should, but we want. We have to leave this. <laughs> we could have. We could have recorded these at any time. <laughs> Yeah, but it's definitely not me looks at the date during a global pandemic where all I look at is memes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when that stops being relevant. <laughs> Give it till 2021. Halfway God, through, maybe. It's really starting to seem like it. <laughs> <laughs> Anime, it's fun. <laughs> Kicking off episode 32. <laughs> uh, go. Yeah, no, we have Goku sailing through the sky with Chi-Chi in tow, which Chi-Chi can sit on the Nimbus. Yeah, she's pure-hearted. She's pure-hearted. Yeah. yeah, she's pure-hearted. I don't know or if we're she's an inanimate object. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I believe it's both. <laughs> <laughs> and they're on their way to her hometown, which is when they see Pilaf's Death Fortress. Again, only way I'm referring to it. Pilaf's yeah. Death Fortress Did hovering in the sky. change design over the episodes? I no, feel it's like there always less... been a big ball hut. Yeah, but I feel like there were less bulb, less like bulbous extensions on it last time we saw no. it. No, it's always I feel been like a we're big just, ball hut. I feel like we're just seeing it from different angles all the time. Maybe it's maybe it's just a different angle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing, but the more I looked at it, the more I was like, "No, nah, that's the way it's always looked." Mm. Um, like a big just ball a, hut. Yeah, like it's the least aerodynamically designed thing. Like unless that thing is like a blimp and it's like ninety percent full of helium or hydrogen or something. Like, well, there's no Pilaf way this is thing in it, so it that. is mostly hot air. Oh, bum bum. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I love Fuck it. him up, Zach. Yeah, <laughs> Zach, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Not really. Uh, yes, when they see dies, <laughs> passes directly overhead. Uh, it, yeah. The, the also, this like, starts Dragon Ball's fascination with ball ships, which become a a bigger deal as the time goes on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is like a thing for Toriyama with like yeah, he loves spacecraft balls. Well, you think you think it's just because <laughs> spacecraft are really hard to draw and circles are a lot easier. You know, yes. considering like half of all creative decisions in Dragon Ball's history are just to save Toriyama a couple minutes of work. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I totally think he was just like, yeah, I'm just, I just want to draw. He's like, hey, I just like, I like this look ball looking ship and just, just be drawn balls, which is like easy. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's, he's like good at drawing balls because Goku is naked all the time. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of designs I'm uncomfortable with, um, <laughs> Chi Chi's design just keeps making me feel bad. It's that's why all. Is, Are you talking why about is, why is uh, the bikini armor? Power Ranger? Biki- yeah, bikini Power Ranger. I don't. Yeah, it's a little. I don't feel weird. so good, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the uh, the flying Death Ball Fortress just flies directly over their heads, and it like kicks them both off the Nimbus. But Goku manages to grab Chi Chi's hand and grab like a little. Like it almost looks like a little tendril of cloud. Yeah, the Nimbus. <laughs> the Nimbus is like tail whenever it's flying. Yeah. It Which apparently isn't Goku. an effect and is actually just part of the cloud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Raises a lot of questions. Um, none will be answered. <laughs> but there will be none yeah, to be had. I, I want to know if the Nimbus is actually just like a living organism that just looks like an animated cloud. Does it and eat? if it's really flesh. Do you think it feeds off the energy of the pure-hearted? 
Probably. That's I, why only they, not... can ra- they can ride it, and the, <laughs> and the people who don't have a pure heart are basically junk food to cut that shit out e- e- eons ago. <laughs> yeah. Look, Do you we think have not this been is the told... only one of its kind left? Probably. Yes. We never see another one. We've also not been told that it doesn't feed off of their energy, so I must assume it does. How okay, fair enough. Around? Mm-hmm. Um, so they they do manage to pull... Goku does manage to pull them back up onto the cloud just in time for Silver's jet to fly overhead and knock them completely off this time. <laughs> just like, yeah, way to, like, three stooges this moment. Um, which happens a lot in this show. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's when we cut to the inside of the Death Fortress, and Pilaf's just like, Ah, there's nothing like the glow of a real Dragon Ball. Which Shu immediately is like, Wait, why did you pay so much for the fake if you knew it wasn't real? And then Pilaf just slaps him. <laughs> yeah, which just is his... Abuses his workforce. <laughs> that's his default response to being questioned. It's true. Yeah. Once again, Shu is punished for being right. <laughs> Shu and Mai are always right and are always paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pilaf asks for a status update from Mai about like where the Red Ribbon guys are, which they don't know who they are yet. Um, nobody outside the Red Ribbon Army so far seems to know who the Red Ribbon Army is. Um, who lets them know that, like, yeah, we're still being followed, but they aren't attacking us. And Pilaf's like, who are these people? To which it immediately cuts... To Silver in his jet being like, who are these people? (laughs) It's pretty good that, like, these two world powers that, like, own just so much stuff, neither of them know who each other are. Like, one owns a mobile flying fortress the size of Wisconsin that just moves (laughs) through the air with blistering speed. And also had a castle. It has a castle that in his, in his Emperor Pilaf yeah, had a castle. It's, we all know what happened to that. It got <laughs> effed up. Got Goku'd. Got, it got Goku'd. The cla- a classic problem for the ages. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I don't know where that is. I don't know this guy. And then these people, the Red Army, have just got, like planes, trains, and automobiles filled with machinery that for killing. And everyone's like, who are these guys? <laughs> you get Goku not knowing because Goku's a literal idiot and baby. But mm. Emperor Pilaf, Shu, and Mai are at least somewhat have a head if you put them all together. Exist in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mai has a head. Yeah. Mai has the brains for everyone else in the operation. Shu just has the good boy energy and the Pilaf other, is present. The other two have two brain cells to rub together and both of them belong to Shu. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, it does make you question, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I backed it up, like, twice, because, like, the delivery on this line, it felt like the words were slurred a little bit, but I believe Silver calls them reckless bandits looking for kicks, which, like, how how successful does he think they are as bandits that they can afford a flying death fortress? Evidently supremely. Look, you just gotta get lucky once to land the flying death fortress prize. Yeah. It does it, make me wonder how it makes much you realize how, how bad Yamcha is at this job. Maybe yeah. Yamcha, Yamcha didn't s- have the flying fortress that vanished. No, he has the sick hover bike. Well, he did. He, he did also knock over a truck. We never see the truck, but he did do it. That's true. So we're he did told. knock over a truck. Yeah, he alleged that he knocked over a truck. 
Yeah, I'm not. We're not giving him that. It's probably just where he got his like speaker system. <laughs> I can't believe Yamcha was just jacking speaker systems in the middle, in of, the the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe he really does suck. You're right, guys. Yeah. In a world where a car could fit inside of like a pill-sized capsule. <laughs> <laughs> this is all conjecture, by the way, for everyone listening. No, nope. we've never seen Yamcha <laughs> having a speaker system. We do not know what he stole. Probably the bike. Probably the uh, <laughs> probably speaker systems. <laughs> probably we are forced to assume. Yeah, there's just no other reason. How can you? How can you think anything else? Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, Silver's like, I'm gonna make them pay, and uh, orders all of his soldiers to man their jets, which is when we see like a. I guess part of me had wondered, like, man, what would be the military application of dino caps? And we see it with, like, the on the ground, like, the Red Ribbon Army men are just, like, pressing little buttons on the sides of their tank, which are now compressing back into capsules. Yeah. Uh, is Bulma a war criminal? I mean, obviously. <laughs> is 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 Bulma the Lord of War of Dragon Ball? Duh. But Bulma is definitely, like, Tony Stark pre- getting hit with the missile that puts all the shrapnel in his heart. And unfortunately, <laughs> that never happens to Bulma, so we can only assume she keeps armed dealing through all of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I think we all just realized how Bulma made all of her money, right? We all <laughs> asked how this happened, like how they made it. And we're like, oh, you know, they just sold arms to factions that fight each other. Exactly. Well, I guess the question, the question, I guess, on that front would be, did Bulma make the money doing all of that, or is she just adopting... The business model of Doctor Briefs. She has mm. to be, she has to be using the business model of Doctor Briefs, but she didn't change it. I bet. No, I doubt yeah. she changed it. I'm just wondering if she is the one who set up this system, and is Bulma full on like breaking up peace negotiations between the Pilaf Gang and the Red Ribbon Army to keep the conflict going? I mean, I think it's definitely here's, the here's a better here's a better question <laughs> than my answer. That they both okay. have dragon radars. That's true. Oof. They, and they have the shittier version that she's exactly. willing to put out there. Got, they, they both have the exact same one-mile radius Dragon Ball radar. And, but, oh, but Bulma has the better one that actually tells you where it is. We never see a logo on either of their things, Makes but I'm going think. to assume it says Capsule Corp. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. You, you, peel off, you scratch off the paint, it's the Capsule Corp logo. Yeah, or are there off-brand Capsule Corps that are also Lords of War? <laughs> oh, you, god. you trust that back to the top it's also bulma <laughs> yeah oh my god she owns oh my the, god she owns she the created all these shell companies the shitty knockoff it's all a, it's all a shell game oh god what have we uncovered <laughs> i feel like this is the best lore dragon ball has ever had <laughs> yeah and we made it so yeah. uh toriyama if you want to send us a check um, I'm not going to say my address on the podcast. Please message me individually. I will. <laughs> you'll say your own or you'll say Thomas's. Yeah, I was going to say Thomas's. <laughs> Just worldstrongestpodcast at gmail.com. Please. 599. Details. No, no, what? No. <laughs> um, but anyway. Apple way. I, you do have them all. You have all the soldiers getting out of the tanks to compress them. What I noticed, like, these are legit tank crews. Or at the mm -hmm. very least, there's more than one person per tank. So, like, but you don't see any of them doing a head count. So what would happen if they compressed 
that guy would with fucking someone. die. It would be like closing it, you know, and then a bunch of blood would just start like pulling yeah. out of the capsule. No, the capsule and would be someone fine, would but just as soon start as you screaming. Opened it, everything would have a fine red mist all over it. Yeah. You see, I'm wondering because like when It'd you compress cool. something into a capsule, it also becomes lighter. Like they can pick this up. You can't pick up a tank. So do capsules push everything into a pocket dimension and replace that object with the capsule? How do yeah. capsules work? Yeah, I, I yeah, can no, see, you're right. I can see this working as like a bag of holding. This is why you can't put a capsule so, inside a col- a capsule. So does then when somebody, if somebody was compressed into one, are they just stuck in a pocket dimension and then brought back to reality whenever somebody you presses this you know, again? I, you know what? I think they'd be fine. They would suffocate. But if they had enough oxygen or like a breather, I think they'd be fine because everything coming out of the capsule is still like all put together and has no damage on it. So you're yeah, like, I think you don't the watch problem it is fine. they wouldn't have any food. You wouldn't have any food, water, or air. So if you, but if you managed to survive for long enough, or if it was just a really short period, I think you'd be fine. Probably, but we have yet to see someone get stored in a capsule, so That's I don't true. know. <laughs> But well, it's not like yeah. Our time to figure out. Let's take a someone and just shove them into a really small thing and see what happens. Chase. Like let's let's pickle a human being. No, Chase, stop. We're that's just being a serial killer. That's us going let's down the line. Let's pickle a human if being. They die. Yeah, I'm gonna give them pickles. <laughs> oh well, in that case, it's all fine then. Yeah, I feel it's like you guys are insinuating I'm doing something weird here. <laughs> Back to the matter at hand. Can so you there's all... not much to talk about in these episodes. Yeah, there really isn't. I thought today um, was going to be short, but I think we're just going to do bits this whole time, and so we're still <laughs> going to have a long run time. Yeah, this episode's going to end up being four and a half hours of just pure bit time. Um, but right as one Wolfman soldier, which again, now we have like more animal men documented cases of more animal boys and there's animals that talk like there's a lot of questions about animals in the dragon world and then where do they draw the line on what animals they eat i can't Um, believe the funny animal conversation is back but it's about dragon ball this time (laughs) uh but one wolfman guy goes to pick up like his little capsule Chi-Chi almost takes his hand off with the head razor thing. <laughs> like, easily so one ready. inch to the left and just hand gone. Um, I wrote... Z, he would have lost it. <laughs> I do love, she has like a little line, she's like, and this is my garden. Like, really quick. <laughs> like, you guys are here, and this is my garden. <laughs> like, like very obviously, the Activate voice guard defense to, mover. <laughs> having to really quickly match the lip flaps. Yeah, <laughs> the character. Um, and I wrote that she's the bad cop here. Like, oh, yeah. at least like at the the beginning here, uh, it seems like she's definitely the bad cop, and they don't like her tone. But then Goku just like runs in and just starts kicking the guns out of their hands and beating the ever loving crap out of them. Which like Goku's also the bad cop. I think they're just both bad cops. But the Goku's <laughs> always been a bad cop. Yeah. No, this is true. Uh. Chi-Chi then, while, you know, being super scared, like with the dinosaur forever ago, um, I want to say that was like episode seven. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe. Um, she's like, ah, get away from me, and starts freaking, like, head lasering and head blading everyone to death with, like, her eyes closed. She uh, takes out, like, Go- Goku moving. even looks on in awe at this moment. Mm-hmm. Goku's like, the fuck, dude? 
Yeah. And she takes out, like, ten guys in, like, five seconds. Yeah. And, like, the thing that's weird is, like, Chi-Chi, Chi-Chi knows she's abnormally strong. Because she goes, like, I can't act so strong or I won't get a husbando. Um, uh-huh. Which is, like, half her character in this 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 Dragon Ball show. Is She's like, I want the husband. And that husband is Goku. Mm-hmm. Um, For some reason. Because he's... Yeah. He this good. show from Japan in the late 80s is not very progressive. <laughs> You're right. Um, it pains me to say it, Thomas, but I think you're on to something. Yeah, I think Finally. we're going to get to more of that later, especially. Uh, but yeah, it um, what's it called? It's, it, is, it is very strange that like she's surprised she kicked all these dudes' asses when she's like tossing Goku like a wet rag half the time. Well, Goku's yeah. also small. That's true. <laughs> But Goku's, like, hard as steel. Yeah, and he's been training, so, like, he's expecting himself to be strong. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Um, yeah. And, like, Chi-Chi, as far as we know, doesn't train. So Chi-Chi m- has more potential power than Goku. Possibly. Do we know she's not training? That's a that's a good thing. We don't know this for a fact. We don't. Or is know. Ox King just so genetically big and strong that it just transfers over? I, I, I'd I, say it's more the latter. I'd say if you asked Toriyama, he'd probably say the latter. Yeah. Um, genetically, yeah. Chi Chi is just gifted. <laughs> oh no. So Goku. Ox then King question- hasn't enough eugenics that I've got. I'm, I'm, I'm moving past this. <laughs> We're not going down this bit hole. <laughs> Um, Goku is now questioning, like, the one guy who's... (laughs) So, yeah, alright. Goku is questioning the one guy who's still alive for the Ox King's (laughs) location. I don't think they died! Yeah, I think she she set the laser to, like, stun. Yeah. I They were all kind of, like, twitching afterwards. I don't know. If they're not dead yet, they're probably about to die. Look, man, I think look, she's man, it's yes, the Ox King is going to kill them. Kill, if they're still breathing when I left, then I didn't kill them. Yeah, and much like Batman, she also has like sharp knives that she throws at people <laughs> that make me question if she really wants them dead or not. Yeah, is um, Chi Chi just the Batman of Dragon Ball? Is that where we're going with this line of questioning right <laughs> now? I no, do not think it's smart. Because uh, King has a the lot Ox- of money. Yeah, but he's also still alive. The Oxing does have a lot of money. And lives. She has a living father. She's disqualified. But not a living mother. Yeah, they just don't even mention the mother. Yeah, like, there's not even a I mention think, of, like, her I think her the implication path. of the Ox King fucking is something that disturbs many viewers, so they just don't talk about it. <laughs> That's fair. He's large. And hey, uh, in charge, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he the guy just, like, points... That Goku questions, like, literally is just, like, he's there. Yeah. And then we see the net that the Ox King was in, which they just left in the middle of the village. Yeah, yes. it's, like, weirdly um, purple, blacked out, like... It's because that's because they, they, they used, s- like, many, many nets, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Just, like, <laughs> left him cocooned in, like, you six or seven nets. You can see through a net, though. Yeah, but you can't see through this one very well, which is why I'm, like, they must have used, like, ten... Just well, they only big. shot one canonically. Yeah, that we saw. Okay. And then it took them like 20 minutes to get there. Okay. I enough. thought 
for a second I thought you were just saying like the Red Ribbon Army shoots so many nets that of course they would just leave one behind because they aren't thinking about it and I was like my brain was melting trying to follow the logic of this for one moment of you being like oh, he can't see through the net well yeah they shoot a bunch of nets and it's like <laughs> my mind did not piece together where the sentence was going <laughs> I got so many nets what am I going to do with all these nets <laughs> but we do see like he points at the net which we can't see through and i agree with chase like we should be able to see through this it's a net thank you um, unless zach is correct and they shot like 18 more nets at him which and I, not more sense. I do i do not believe this fucking <laughs> line of inquiry but, he went down but that's what we see the ox king just break through the net like real easily by himself. Like, right at the moment that they point at him with no help and the gum is gone so I guess maybe the gum wore off, gumu, but gumu like, gone. gumu gumu gone. No, we are not watching One Piece yet. That's that's, a, that's, that's our next after Dragon Ball. We commit yeah, to because we just piece. yeah because we once we finally no we have Dragon to stop this bit. We're into too many bits. What happened? <laughs> I had to see myself. So they, I'm the bad they, person. Yeah. So he rips open real easily, making you wonder like why he didn't get through earlier, unless it's just the gum. Um, and the red ribbon soldiers who are, like, still not having been killed and or just beaten up by Goku and Chi-Chi, throw down more capsules with little jets in them, and they just, like, VTOL take off right there. Mm -hmm. So we see the Ox King trying to, like, kind of go after the Red Ribbon guys, but he's very much too injured and or tired. Don't really know which. <laughs> A little both, probably, to keep going after him. So Chi-Chi and Goku have to kind of stop him. Not, like very with very much effort mind you yeah but they do have to stop him from just chasing him down and murdering them all <laughs> as the ox king do yeah the ox king's bloodlust is rekindled mm -hmm. <laughs> finally that's yeah that's when we cut back to commander silver or sorry colonel silver i always want to call him commander silver for some reason uh we cut back to colonel silver with like his red ribbon pilot chasing down pilaf's death fortress and <laughs> which i'd still love calling it that and they like all of a sudden they can't see it which there's a bunch of clouds above them so silver's like go above the clouds idiot when the, man, like, the man is an idiot for they fly into the cloud bank and his first reaction is it's getting foggy visibility is poor yeah of <laughs> course you're in a cloud <laughs> um, also like getting foggy what do you like is it fog or is it cloudy i think it's just a cloud if you're ten thousand feet in the air yeah like it's getting cloudy up here isn't fog just low flying clouds? It yeah, is. so if you're in a cloud, it's cloudy, right? But it's yeah. but it is also technically foggy. Well, no, it's not low to the ground. It's <laughs> in the sky, so me. it's cloudy. Anyway, I would accept uh, misty. <laughs> they do go straight up. No, misty is in Pokemon. They oh, do okay. go straight up through the clouds, emerge over the top of them, and Pilaf's death fortress is not up there either. Which, yeah, Silver's like, where could it be? As they're, like, right above this incredibly thick layer of clouds. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, so I will give them credit. Somehow they managed to fly under or over Pilaf's death fort without seeing it. Uh, which I guess it's clouds, so, this like, giant hard to see. giant bulbous but still. death machine. Yeah. Yeah. It's shaped like a sphere with five or six other spheres stuck on there just for added effect. Yeah, with, like, little, like, sky bridges essentially connecting all of the spheres. And that's it pops up out of the clouds behind them and just starts opening fire at them, which like it just there's no visible guns on it until now where like Pilaf presses a button 
and a bunch of like ports open up with huge machine guns in them. Yeah, it's an almost which excessive I'm... amount. Yeah, like port side machine guns. It's pretty it's much like thirty five hundred appear. But like it honestly, f- like every ten feet, there's a machine gun, and it really puts the death in Death Fortress. Yeah, and it's the first time that the Pilaf gang has seemed like ready to like really intimidating in some way. Like even they're like competent. Yeah, yeah, because their death machines in like the first arc were a giant pinball machine and, and some like, robots that exploded on themselves. Yeah, and some hands that had like comical hammers and stuff in them. <laughs> <laughs> because they made everything with Acme, and this time I think they just went straight to uh, Smith look, and Wesson. Look, they, saw, they, <laughs> they found their defeat, and they really did some soul-searching and realized, yo, what if we had a gun? You can almost tell it's filler in a way, because you're like, okay, this is like, Akira Toriyama's like, this is, a, they're big, goofy people, so here's like their goofy like weapons and stuff. And then, like, this show, the filler's like, we're anime, we're gonna give them the anime Death Fortress with, like, gun ports from Gundam or something. <laughs> I, and you're like, oh, okay. I did note at one point, not here, but whatever, like, a little later, which I'll talk about, that, like, the sound effects and the music sounded super Gundam. Yeah. For, like, a little bit. <laughs> like, very OG Gundam sound effects. Which I was fine with. Gundam's great. Yeah. But still, I was like, huh. Um... But yeah, they do manage to score a hit on Commander Silver, and that sends his airplane into a tailspin. He's going down, and Pilaf is like gloating in his one little moment of victory. Yeah, literally which, the only like, thing we've seen him do right this entire time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Pilaf. Like we all know, somewhere deep down inside, this will be very short lived. But <laughs> he knows it too, which is why he's celebrating. Yeah, I think that's why he celebrates this hard, because he knows it's going to backfire eventually, so he's got to enjoy it while he's winning. Um, as we cut back to town, and Goku and Chi-Chi are talking to the Ox King, they're now inside, um, and Goku's like, who are those Red Ribbon Army guys? I mean, he doesn't say that. He's just like, who are those guys? Like, none of them have heard that they're called the Red Ribbon Army yet. Um, Is Goku traveling should- down at this point? He's eating the food, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, because he ate with the rest of the feast. Yeah, I wrote Goku eating honestly disgusts me. Um, <laughs> he's does. a little gremlin, and I don't like it. That's all. Goku, I mean, Goku eating an upsetting amount of food at a disturbing pace is a constant gag throughout yeah, the entirety I don't of know the Dragon why Ball this franchise. One got me so badly, but I just looked at it and was like, I don't like food anymore. Probably because at this point, you know it's at least an hour old, if that. <laughs> yeah, it's just been sitting there, and he is just laying like, into covered, it like Covered with debris, sauce. heat, and gunpowder. And yet, he just goes to town. Yeah, there's something about the gluttonous nature of Goku that disturbs me to some degree. <laughs> but I do love, Goku asked this, like, who are these guys, right? And the Ox King is like, I don't know, but, you know, give him my past. Probably got some enemies <laughs> yeah, out there, yeah. which, like, uh, yeah, the giant pile of skulls outside of Fire Mountain would agree with this statement. <laughs> yeah, somehow the Ox King is the most accurate interpretation of Warhammer 40K's corn, the god of death, oh like, with god, a skull throne. Right. And, like, and then he becomes your best friend, and he's like, yeah, I've... I've done some things. And you're like, yeah, dog, we came by your fire fortress covered in 
skulls and you yeah. stalked around it like an ogre killing anything that came close. <laughs> yeah, maybe you made some fucking enemies, you royalist. I can't believe God. that we've now brought a whole nother layer of nerdy lore into this thing. <laughs> I'm I really cool, actually. I, I don't even know Warhammer 40k lore. I don't know any of this. <laughs> Me and Zack do. That's all that matters. <laughs> I am the Zack of the Warhammer 40k stuff <laughs> in this scenario, in our dynamic here. I feel insulted, and I don't know why. <laughs> you're the least knowledgeable of Dragon Ball. It's not a bad thing. That is just where you're at. Yeah, you're a little baby, and me and uh, Thomas are, are chads of Dragon yeah, Ball. Yeah, we're oh, the chads of WSP. Lord. <laughs> you're the virgin. <laughs> You're the only one with a girlfriend. <laughs> it's perfect. It works out so boom. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> ha ha. I know all about Dragon Ball and have crippling loneliness. <laughs> hey, those things there might be a fucking co correlation. like a correlation here. <laughs> Go on. We're talking about uh the Skull Throne Man. Meanwhile, back yes. at the plot. But that isn't why the Red Ribbon Army is here. Or at least, if that is, that is yet to be established. <laughs> they did know who he was, but he does just seem to be notorious, which, again, Mountain of Skulls. Mm -hmm. uh, that'll just kind of happen. Yeah, everyone had heard of Fire Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I do I do love that eventually the Ox King, this is, he, I would say eventually, he more kind of heel flip straight to Dopey Dad. Honestly, uh, like, the previous episode, right before the Red Ribbon Army showed up, he's still just like, hey guys. <laughs> which maybe this is some kind of cover to just divert people from like oh this can't be the the ox king i've heard of because he's too he much faked his name if you think he faked his death and changed his name to try and get away <laughs> from people after this <laughs> now he's just taken on a new identity throw on some flannel he's <laughs> like hey guys i'm not the ox king i am the box king yeah that'll do it i kind of think that's what <laughs> happens <Lux ghost. laughs> in future dragon ball because like, he, you know, changes outfits, doesn't wear the same cape, and he's like, oh, I'm just a big dude who loves his family. Yeah, he still has, like, a toned-down version of the helmet. Yeah, but it's like, mm -hmm. someone's like, it's like not him, you know, that guy's like, there's not a bunch of skulls around this guy, and he's a big dope. Yeah, but to be fair, he's probably also in his, like, mid-60s to early-70s yeah, by now. Built like a so brick shithouse. Yeah. <laughs> If you walked into the Ox King at 70 and he was literally the size of like an anime big man and you were like, that's an anime big man, would you be like, oh, he's 70, I can take him. I'd be like, fuck that, that guy's going to murder me and then use his skulls to surround his fortress that's on fire. <laughs> I'd think about it. Okay. No, fair <laughs> enough. I look forward to seeing your skull later. Yeah. Uh, the collection. Yeah. So the Ox King is then, like, saying, yeah, these guys crashed your wedding party, though. Like, what a what an a-hole move. And Goku's like, I wasn't at a wedding party. And the Ox King's like, what? And Chi-Chi is like, yeah, he was with me. And he's like, who was at the wedding party? The Ox King <laughs> is not a clever first? man. No, there's, a, there's not really much brains going on in Dragon Ball as a whole, let's be honest. Yeah, there's barely any characters that can rub literally two brain cells together besides Bulma eventually. I would say Bulma is, like, technically very limited. Yamcha is, is the smartest character we've encountered. 
Yamcha, like if we're going D and D stats here, I'm bringing another <laughs> nerdy oh, culture. No. If we're going D and D stats, Bulma's high intelligence, Yamcha's high wisdom. Fair enough. That's why they compliment each other so well. Oh yeah, <laughs> two halves Bulma of the whole can, idiot. Bulma may or may not have invented the capsules and started a <laughs> started a war economy. A gun uh, we're empire. not getting into that. Um, and Yam, but Yamcha is like the one who comes up with the battle strats and like deduces, like very good with like investigation, like deducing things quickly from context. Well, clues. if he's really good with investigation, he'd have a high intelligence then. Look, all right. Actually Looks like start? your theory is falling apart, bitch. <laughs> Damn. You mat padded me. Ah, shit. <laughs> oh, now we've been in this podcast because I can't yeah, that's be compared right. to that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Moving on, moving on. Uh, this is when we cut back to the red. Oh, I do like. Sorry, one last thing. The Ox King is like, what about the feast? And Goku's like, I like those apples I ate. <laughs> I was that made me laugh. There are two moments in this where <laughs> Chi Chi's like, "What about the wedding?" Um, and he's like, "I'll try that when I come back." Because Goku doesn't know what a wedding is. He thinks it's a food. And I wrote down he can have a little wedding as a treat. Yummy, yummy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's and then I, I Ox King sits down. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was like right then. Like he leaves and goes. No. Oh, there's okay, a there's a cutaway. Sorry. There's a cutaway to like a bunch of the Red Ribbon Army guys in their jets flying around and they find Commander Silver and Silver radios to get the location of the Death Fort from their giant dragon radar. And then we cut back and that's when we have back in town, Ox King realizes Goku wasn't at the dinner and was with Chi Chi, like cements that information. Paralyzes uh, it. <laughs> finally. It. And the Ox King is like wants to know who tricked him. And Goku correctly asserts that they must have been after the Dragon Ball, telling him that he's like, Yeah, I'm searching for the four star ball. Um, yeah, gotta have his great Gohan. Yeah, this is the first time, I believe, if I'm remembering the scene correctly, that the Ox King learns that there's more than one Dragon Ball. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um as if reminding himself, like, as if that reminded him, too, Goku's then like, oh, right, and pulls out the dragon radar and is like, all right, there it is. All right, I got to go. Bye, y'all. Oh, yeah, the thing that tells um, me where I need to go. And that's when Chi-Chi is like, what about the wedding? And Goku's like, I'll be back. I'll try some of that next time. Bye. <laughs> what a lovable dumbass. He just. I think the best part about all that is, so, like, Oxygen Co is, like, let him go. He's on a quest. And I'm just like, what the fuck does that mean? Oh, I just, I just love that like Goku straight up went like, don't worry, I'm going out for some cigarettes. I'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> but the cigarettes are magical and can grant a wish <laughs> instead of just granting cancer. Yeah, so we'll see when the best this... wish. <laughs> and I wrote here also, Goku started his tradition of abandoning Chi Chi for quests real early. <laughs> we start as we mean to go on. Yeah, to be fair, it's like, the, he has tone-set their entire marriage right here. And she loves it. She loves yeah. being abandoned for quests. <laughs> uh, that's when we cut back to the Red Ribbon headquarters, and they're like, hey, the Dragon Ball, stop moving. Uh, here's the coordinates. And they give Commander Silver the coordinates, and he's like, why would they ditch it just in the middle of the desert? And that's mm-hmm. why I wrote, well, he's in a flying death fortress. So at this point in the episode, I was like, 
probably either is just hovering there or he landed. I don't know why I, Silver is like, they ditched it. Well, yeah, he's like, he ditched it. Like, on part of me is like, can this thing see height? Because like, why don't they just like, oh, they're just above it hovering. Yeah. 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 To, be, to be fair, they're I mean, on top of like a plateau thing and able to see for at least a mile around them. So they know it hasn't landed. And also like their dragon radar is less precise than Goku's radar. So yes. yeah, because yeah, it doesn't it give is, her clients the good stuff. <laughs> it is uncertain um, <laughs> if it can do height or not. All we know is that it can do like latitude and longitude. Okay, it's honestly uncertain if the it's uncertain if the dragon radar Goku has can do. Uh, I don't think it height. can. It can't. Yeah, it yeah, can't because sure. he walked in to go find the four, the four star the, to that old man's house, and I was like, I "Have him right in here," and he couldn't see. Like, oh, it's actually above the place. So yeah. it doesn't do mm-hmm. height. Or Goku's yeah. dumb. One of the two. It's a real probability. <laughs> But it does seem to be that, like, all the dragon radars so far can only do latitude and longitude. They can't do yeah. height. Um, it's just that the radars that Pilaf and the Red Ribbon Army have are, like, within a mile of this point, while Goku's is pinpoint. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That is when Goku, it, like, cuts to Goku tracking the ball, and he almost just face plants into a tree that's just here in the middle of the desert um and then he gets there like to the coordinates and he's like i don't don't see nothing um so again supporting that it can't do depth and that's when we cut to the red ribbon army soldiers who like a bunch of them are just digging into the dirt at the coordinates which made me with their guns right yeah Yeah. (laughs) they didn't bring shovels yeah, which is weird because they have capsules. Like, they should be able to bring literally everything they need. Yeah, really. Those, <laughs> those poor soldiers just digging in the and heat with their guns. Yeah, and they're treasure hunting. So you'd think they'd think, yeah, a shovel might be necessary at some point. <laughs> this gave me heavy space balls energy. I, right? I was about to say that. I was about to say this. <laughs> I is know the, like, you were, but I was like, I got to get there before he does. Because if he doesn't, <laughs> then I can't say it before him. in the desert. Yeah, just <laughs> comb in the desert. <laughs> I I did love it. <laughs> yeah. I was very much like this is the combing the desert scene to myself. Um but I do have there's two soldiers digging on the ground uh complaining that they're like the dragon radars like too expensive for how yeah, crappy like it that, is. Yeah. yeah <laughs> which like fair. Um <laughs> it hunts it's just mystical wish granting balls. How could it possibly be too expensive? You know, you're not wrong, because if you find the Dragon Balls, then yeah, nothing can pay for it. It's literally just wish for the, at some point. Wish for the money. Like, you can wish for the money back that you spent on it, and then wait a more. year and do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's an it's a infinite money-printing machine you've bought. Yeah, though now we have to talk about inflation in the Dragon Ball world, if somebody were to wish for a crap ton of money. How it but if you wish exist. for a crap ton of money, but don't put a bunch of it back into the economy, the inflation should stay relatively yeah, fine. Same. Yeah. yeah, but, like, do you trust, like, Pilaf or somebody to be that reasonable with the money? I feel like Pilaf would hoard the wealth, yes. Yeah. Pilaf would just be, like, a dragon with it. <laughs> he wouldn't redistribute it through economic means. That's all I'm saying. He, he definitely wouldn't pay Shu or Mai. That no. much we know. Yes, I think it would, honestly, inflation wouldn't rise. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Also, he's wishing to be emperor, so, like, he yeah. wants the money. But that is when, like, we're they're talking and we cut to, like, a close-up shot. Like, the camera kind of pans in on one of the two guys. They're standing just left-right right next to each other. Yeah. Um, And then, like, zooms out and one of them has just disappeared. 
Uh, yeah. Huh. Um, the yeah, other yeah. tries to get, like, some other soldiers' attentions, like, two other people, but then all four of them get, like, sucked into the sand into a room in the P- in the underground Pilaf sand desert fortress. <laughs> Which, at <laughs> oh, first, you know I the thought... One. Yeah, at first I thought this was just the death fort, but buried underground, but later we discover this is a whole complex individual from yes. the death fort. <laughs> Which, again, where does Pilaf get his money? <laughs> hey, how can P- Dragon Ball inflation not already be a lot if this <laughs> shit is happening? <laughs> but yeah, this is when Pilaf over the intercom, like it's a pretty similar room to the room that Goku, Yamcha, Bulma, and everyone got stuck in mm. in the Pilaf arc last time. Probably because um, it is the same room. Yeah, it might just be he rebuilt it all just under the desert. Because uh, it was already out in the middle of the desert. That is true. Um, Maybe this is where his yeah. castle was. This is just the basement. Also, I have something I need to bring up. So I saw it in my notes. I was trying to figure out what the fuck I was talking about. And it all clicked to my head. Because we already saw C- uh, Colonel Silver with the um, map, right? That he's like, looking for the Dragon Ball on. Mm-hmm. That mm, yeah. map was like a quarter... In, of a like a, a one twentieth of a desert with like two plateaus on it, and that's all the map was, and <laughs> hurt my brain thinking of a map like that. That's all. <laughs> like okay. it's not like a big map. It is a. It's like if like you got a map handed to you in a video game, and it was like look just here, and you're like, how does this get made? Look. This isn't One Piece where they like half of the production of the manga and everything is just them drawing maps, which is good. They should <laughs> <laughs> look. They spent all that money on the Dragon Radar. They got a skimp somewhere, and the map budget was the first to get the axe. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair. But um, this is when we we have everybody in this room, and Pilaf comes over the intercom, much like he again, much like he did to Goku and all them in the first arc. Um, and he's just like, who do you guys work for? You want to work for me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, instantly looking and, for better help. Yeah. And they they refuse to answer the question or work for Pilaf. Or which I'm like, they probably get paid better in the Red Ribbon Army. Like, yeah. I imagine they're actually getting paid and maybe have, like, <laughs> dental and health insurance. Actually. <laughs> I'm I don't say know they if don't they have afford- dental. I don't think. I, I don't think. I'm gonna say they have health. Giving them dental, yeah. And I'm gonna say maybe 401k. Yeah. Probably not, but probably maybe. Not. I, think, I think their retirement is a bullet. <laughs> they probably don't get dental, but they definitely get vision. So they have goggles and stuff. I bet those are prescription. <laughs> prescription <laughs> goggles. They exist. No, it's like a. Th- yeah. It's a thing. I don't know. It's a thing. Uh, I just don't think anyone's paying for it. <laughs> they just steal them. Oh, yeah. But around the same time, Mai is telling Pilaf, like, hey, look at this screen. And they see Goku on one of the little, like, monitors up in the desert floor. And Pilaf is rightfully super afraid of Goku. Yeah, the, the, the ape boy has returned. <laughs> and then we go to Goku's perspective, who's up above... Just looking at the desert, no Hap- idea where they are. He's happily skipping around, right? Yeah. He's like, well, he's I'll find just, a, just a little cutie. Yeah, he's having a good time. Um, but he has no idea where they are. Silver no. starts radioing the ground team to, like, no avail. He's trying to contact the people who just got sucked through the desert floor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Goku starts running towards the camera Pilaf has on him. 
Shu is like, oh, he found it. Um, turns out it's hidden in a cactus, and Goku just starts peeing on the cactus. Yeah, because Goku's of, got of course, pissy. of course, Goku's peeing on something. We've gone like maybe one episode without Goku peeing on something, so <laughs> gotta get that back. Yeah, everyone averts their though. eyes. Everyone averts their eyes, except for and like this. And my, she blushes for some reason. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. I don't. Me and Zach talked about this on the DL, you know, down low for the people who aren't in the know. And um, I said it. I was she like attracted to Goku's little ween, and Zach said it might be just be embarrassment, but it was definitely weird. <laughs> I would lead towards like a secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. Um. But it was weird. It was a weird choice for the reaction there. Yeah, because everyone else is like, oh, and like covers their face, but like my like blushes and like looks down, and I'm like, eh. God, yeah. Um, but that's when uh the Red Ribbon Army guys in the sky spot Goku pissing on the cactus, just as some turrets pop out from the the sand and start shooting at the Red Ribbon guys <laughs> and Goku. Yeah. Uh, Goku makes real quick work of the Death Fort turrets. Uh, just, like, jumps and, like, single kicks and punches takes them all out. Uh, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he gets sucked into the sand. Um, this Pilaf should know better than to bring Goku into his fortress. Yeah, really. Because that, that has never gone well. And that's when Commander Silver, or Colonel Silver, calls in reinforcements. Um... And he's like, yo, you got to wait for, I don't remember the rank. I think it's Colonel Brown, but I'm not certain. I thought um, it was, uni- I thought it was, oh yeah, it was a like Colonel Brown. Or, or, yeah. was it, or was it, or was it, was it black? I don't I think it was line at all. I'm pretty sure it was Brown. Okay. Uh, it's like one quick line. He's just like, wait for Brown's forces. And Silver's like, there's no time. The Brown um, unit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go underground where Goku is in a room with a projection of Pilaf, which is, like, a lot like, again, really, really similar to what he went through in the Pilaf arc. Yeah, I think they're reusing um, assets. Yeah, they just are. Because they go into the hallways <laughs> later, and it's still just, like, the Egyptian, like, stone hallway thing. And I'm like, yeah, we're, it's... On, we're on the Death Fortress in this thing. So <laughs> it's, like, either high-tech, like, metal, with a bu- but he really likes the cinder block aesthetic. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he might. He's a brutalist at heart. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when, like, Pilaf comes in. And he's like, hello, old friend. And Goku's like, you're not my friend. <laughs> well, Which fine, I was like, then. Damn. That's how you want to play it. That was surprisingly harsh from Goku. <laughs> yeah, Goku's usually pretty... Yeah, Goku's better friends with a guy who kills his best friend. <laughs> True. Who also tried to kill him. Yes. I think yeah, younger a- Goku's a smarter Goku, is what I'm learning. <laughs> well, you know, you, sit or, you hit a certain point where you're just strong enough that basically nobody's a threat to you, so you can just afford to be a friend to everybody. That yes. is also true. That's true. Um, yeah, Pilaf dumps, like, a battle robot into the room, <laughs> which, like, funny enough to me, um, really reminded me of, I believe he's called Giro from Dragon Ball GT. Yes, I, I completely agree with this. Yeah, they Toriyama likes this design for robots like for some reason. Egg shape robot thing. Mm. Yeah, egg robot. 
Which, I, yeah, I didn't realize, like, this is, like, more or less the same design of the robot walkers that they used in the last arc, mm-hmm. or in the first arc. Um, which I didn't think of it then, but for some reason this clicked in my head this time. Uh, this comparison, and I was like, oh yeah, I think Toriyama just really likes this design. Yeah. Um, I think he likes to make but, like, cute little robots. Like, they're very he cute. I mean, he has that, like, Toriobot. Like, his little avatar yeah, that he puts on yeah. everything to represent himself. Which is, like, the tiny robot with the gas mask. Um, yeah, he just likes drawing that stuff. Um, but yeah, Goku recognizes it as the same as, like, what took the Dragon Balls from him before. Although now it's completely automated. There's nobody in this thing. Yeah. Um, which is good, because then he blasts it with a Kamehameha and destroys it, like, completely. <laughs> which, to be fair... Goku didn't know that there was no one in it, but Goku also thinks that it is a living thing. So there's a lot of layers to what just happened. But he thinks it's a monster. Yeah, he's uh, like, there's a lot. Die, monster. You don't belong in this world. I think he verbatim says something to that effect. <laughs> um, and then blast it. And Pilaf seems legitimately sad that his robot got murdered. Well, I think he's like, he's like, this is this is gonna be like the one that wins it. You know, this is my pride mm-hmm. and joy bot and then it just gets fucking blown up <laughs> it just one hit yeah it's it's an honest pushover spent yeah. all day on that <laughs> <laughs> but now they're now they're worried about they're getting like an aerial carpet bombing from the red ribbon army <laughs> yeah but they're like yeah. shooting into the sand like with bullets <laughs> that's not we, sandbags exist you're not doing anything uh, this freaks my right the hell out yeah, out, for some like, reason, this does be, work. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, Mai seems to be the one that, like, freaks out the most at this. Which um, means you should also be freaking out, because if Mai's scared, that means there is a big problem happening. Oh, shit, they're like oh, drill 100%. bullets. They're like drill bullets. Okay, I'm on board now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The power of drill um, energy. <laughs> but yeah, the peel-off gang takes defensive positions, manning the guns, while Silver's forces continue carpet bombing. The fortress with like their drill things. Um, oh yeah, this is where I specifically wrote this sounds like Gundam music slash sound yes. effects. It really did. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've watched Gundam, but it f- it did it did just feel like it. I just recently watched Mobile Suit Gundam: The Origin, like the miniseries version of it, not the yeah. the movie. Um, and they use like the classic sound effects in that, so okay. those are like fr- as well as I've been playing. Mobile Suit Gundam, Gundam versus Zeta Gundam on the PS2 emulator on my computer. Uh, fun time. Now we're, now we're gonna get sued. Now we're gonna go. To yeah, now jail. we're gonna get sued. Now you, now you brought the jail people to us. Nah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but as the Ford is now like falling apart, Shu and Mai look at Pilaf and like I love this little exchange because Shu is just like, "Oh, we got to retreat, Saya," and Pilaf's like, "What a stupid question." Of course we are. <laughs> yeah, like starts running. Wrote that down. Yeah, that's a gr- that's a great exchange. Yeah. You <laughs> absolute idiot! I'm running away. Duh. Are we running away? You moron! We always run away. <laughs> the same thing we do every night. Shoe, run away. Yeah. The old and- Joe Star family technique. <laughs> and that's off they go. Yeah. Uh, with the Dragon Ball, running right into an extremely angry Goku. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Very angry Goku. The worst kind of Goku. (laughs) Surprisingly not Super Saiyan angry Goku. (laughs) Um, 
don't think he's hit that rage, but he's close. No. Uh, and he doesn't have enough S cells, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> I hate that uh, you brought this up. Not. <laughs> yeah, technically Toriyama, Midichlorian, Super Saiyan, but we'll we'll get into that later. And they really never talk about it in the show. He just says it in interviews. Um, so they break off just running down another route uh, and throw down like 18 solid brick walls yes. between them and Pil- Goku. Pilaf shouts him. out, hit the switch, to which Shu just pushes a random red button that's just on the wall. And just it drops a... It drops a uh, a wall behind them, and as they run down the hall, there's just apparently just a bunch of switches that they just keep pressing as they run through. Look, the peel-off gang definitely subscribes to, like, the Acme way of building things. <laughs> which I did put down, while this is smart, and definitely shows peel-off's increasing paranoia about a repeat <laughs> attack from Goku, um, I give it, like, a minute tops that this delays Goku. Yeah, I, would, I don't even know a minute. Goku just runs through it. He's just like... <laughs> He he becomes the coyote, but what if the coyote could kill you? <laughs> uh, but the peel-off gang does end up slowing Goku down just enough for them to have already launched the Death Fort. Which at this point, I, I thought they were like in the Death Fort, but underground. But this is when I realized, oh, this is a separate compound. And the Death Fort just landed in here. Um... Which does beg the question of how big is Pilaf's underground compound? One must assume uh, it's the entire desert. <laughs> I must assume. Uh, but it takes off, but Goku does manage to, like, jump and just latch on to the underside of this thing. Which, like, damn, he is not gonna give up. He doesn't even know if this is the right ball yet. Yeah, which he it just, isn't. He, like, like, if they just showed him, like, this is five stars, he'd be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go home now. Like yeah, he, that is a, he would stop caring. Like, this is all simply just a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he'd still go up against Red Ribbon, but they're just looking for all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Pilaf, I guess, eventually. Uh, but they rise up into the air where there were just, like, hundreds of Red Ribbon army jets. Like, honestly, almost uh, blotting out the sun. Yeah. And they just immediately open fire. And the Pilaf Death Fortress is coming down. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is on its way out. Poor one out um, for the, one of the best yeah. vehicles in the show so far. <laughs> oh, I agree. Uh, Goku calls out for the Nimbus, but is, like, blown off of the thing by an explosion before it gets there. Um, and then the fortress is completely destroyed. But Pilaf and company are parachuting. And they're like, oh, we're in the smoke. They can't see us. Um... <laughs> This is the dumbest reasoning I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) They have a radar, which they should be aware of. These people have probably have a radar. They keep tracking them. The ship exploded. They're parachuting down. They're going to see them. Smoke clears. These are all like simple brain. Like, and he's shoe a a moron. But everyone's like, yeah, I agree (laughs) with him. Is like, don't worry, they can't see us. We've got the smoke around. I'm like, we are idiots. Not yeah. to mention they're indestructible Dragon Balls, and like you said, they have the radar, so even then they're just like, oh hey, the Dragon Ball's right here. What are these idiots still doing attached to them? Mm-hmm. But <sighs> we don't even have to have that, because then they, the smoke starts to clear, and below them they see Commander Silver. And sorry, the Colonel entire Silver. army. God. And the entire Red Ribbon army, guns trained on them, just watching them come down, and Silver just... Uh, Silver just like smiles, walks up, and just like puts just out a hand. Has this beautifully just a- smug, shit eating grin, and I love every second of it. 
Mm-hmm. And Pilaf hands the ball over. Yeah, Pilaf just... knows when he's been beat, which I can, I, you know, I respect it in him. <laughs> when he's beaten like and a that's... drum. Yeah, he's beaten a lot, so, like, he's used to it. <laughs> he's learned to recognize <laughs> the sensation. <laughs> and that's where we end this episode. Is just with that, Goku nowhere to be seen. I think even the narrator's like, did Goku survive? Which, like, yeah, of course. Raditz no, hasn't got he's, here yet. De- he's dead. He's dead boy. <laughs> my my response every time they do a, a death fake out is like, no, Raditz hasn't gotten here yet. <laughs> we'll continue next time with his twin, Noku. <laughs> no, that's but, uh, super. Ah, oh, shit, yeah. you're right. <laughs> but now we're on to episode 33, The Legend of a Dragon. Like, right up top, I was like, huh, I wonder if this is going to be like a backstory with the Dragon Ball. <laughs> Which I was also right up top, like, I wonder how much of this has been retconned since this episode. Oh, buddy, do I have is... news for you? Yeah, <laughs> considering this is still all filler, I'm assuming. Um, Turns out everybody so this is just in something... this show is full of shit. <laughs> to be fair, it would make sense that Roshi has no idea about the true story of the Dragon Balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I I get it. But this is like dumb. Presented as here is the <laughs> yeah, true story of yeah. the Dragon Balls. Which, yeah, we'll but get also, to that. also, it's like there's so many little problems here because this is, again, like the Toriyama writing problem of like he didn't think this was going to go too long. So like Master Roshi, when they meet him. No fucking clue what Dragon Balls are. This time he's like, well, here's the story of the Dragon Balls, you see. And you're like, Roshi, well, unless he went out to go learn, which, fair, he could have. all the research but that he off screen. Yeah, but every research well, he does is him holding a book and inside it's a porno mag, so I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't this still part of the filler? Yeah. Yeah, this is all filler. Yeah, this is all filler. So. Yeah, so this is just Toei staff writing, not yes. taking into account already established oh, yeah, yeah. continuity. This is oh yeah, but like also like Tori, I don't think Toriyama was ever like planning on like having a Dragon Ball backstory, and you don't you don't get the creation of the Dragon Balls till like Super Dragon Ball. No, till later Literally in Dragon Ball. When, yeah, no, because even this gets kind of it's like we know who makes Dragon Balls in Dragon Ball. We meet Kami. That is true. Um, it's all bullshit is what I mean. It's all bullshit. But then we get even deeper into the actual origin of the Dragon yeah, Balls. Fucking dumb. Show. And then even deeper after Z. <laughs> You're right, but, the show yeah. is stupid. I love it. <laughs> um, but we open this episode on, like, the narrator being... Uh, it feels like a little horny for Commander or Colonel Silver's workout routine. Yeah, he's a little... He's definitely horny on main right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to be fair, me. Colonel Silver's buff as shit. And also, surprisingly, cursed with a lack of nipples. <laughs> I think that's just Dragon Ball. There are Who's very few nipples. us? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I do love Colonel Silver literally breaks one of his machines from just being too buff. They're really hyping up how strong Colonel Silver is. Yeah, which is great for what's about to happen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then we have Silver practicing, like, his boxing on, like, a punching bag and just bursting a punching bag with one punch before moving to sparring around with some Red Ribbon Army guys. Um, these no, are these, prof- are these are professional professional boxers, boxers oh, yeah, sorry, and I'm pretty sure boxer. one of them was supposed to be Muhammad Ali. Yeah, which is in a really racist way. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> this is Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball. Mm-hmm. This is early Dragon Ball. It's it, the drawings are very not good. Very a product of the eighties. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not. Uh, I, 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 I'm no, okay, Ivan. It's, it's racist. It sucks. This is I true. hate it. We've been mm-hmm. over this before. Still sucks. Still bad. Still don't like it. Same. Can't, just, uh, can't wait yes. to meet Staff Officer Black. 
<laughs> oh no. Oh, we're about to. Is, yep. Um, is Silver. That is, is that his actual name? Yes. Yeah. Oh dear God. <laughs> Please continue. All the red ribbon. This is Black Ranger levels of High Ranger. Yeah, all the the higher ups in the Red Ribbon Army have colors and rank as their names, and so of course they went with that Lord. Black Ranger esque. Yeah, they didn't give like um, silver, silver hair, or anything, but Staff Officer Black. No, well, he is black. They didn't even give him a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no standard issue shirts. And secondly, this fight between uh, Colonel Silver and the boxers, where he just like creams them by dodging all their moves and just knocking them out one by one, sucks. It's a bad fight. Looks bad. Animated poorly. Sh- like shot composition sucks. All of it's bad. It's like super unfun to watch. I was like, oh, this yeah, is depressing. It's not a good fight. No, it's really Which it's is like disappointing. After genuinely the bad. Yeah, the tournament gen- arc, yeah. Even like, even like the shorter fights and the non Goku fights were pretty well choreographed. Yeah, or funny or like interesting yeah. in their they own had way. Like, yeah, had some, going some on. spin to them. Yeah, this was just like well, yeah, they were cut, like funny. Usually, watch fist move slowly. Hit man. Man goes and then falls down and he goes <laughs> and then yeah, like personnel repeat. kid. Yeah, it's super slow. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that's when we cut after that. Uh, Silver beats three opponents. Um, and now he's on his way to meet Commander Red, who, like, we this is the first time we actually hear Commander Red's name. General. But as soon as they said it, I was like, it's got to be Batcat, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we haven't even seen Commander Red's face yet. No. We've just seen his hands <laughs> and his Batcat. Um, this is James Bond villain style of introduction. Yeah. And his terrible, terrible accent. Yeah, his, oh, his I'm Scottish. Scottish like, and I'm Irish and bad. It was like Scottish, but like not there all the time. It's like, it's, oh, you got to track down Goku. Oh, I don't know like, what you're really up to. It's it like, lost Avum. It sounds yeah, like a random like, guy. somehow worse than that. <laughs> It sounds like a random guy at a party who's like super drunk and is like, check out my totally good Shrek impression. And it's just the worst <laughs> thing you've ever heard. That is the meanest thing I've heard you say about someone's voice <laughs> acting. And it's completely true. <laughs> I'm a professional. I have opinions. <laughs> it's like yeah, his one, I'm a professional his one... with all of my no paid credits, but I'm a professional. <laughs> it's like one experience with an Irish accent was one Guinness commercial he half heard five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's bad. Um, meanwhile, we see Goku just chilling under a tree. Yeah. Having been saved by the Nimbus. It's like we flash back to the Death Fortress showdown, but like we don't see Goku getting saved by the Nimbus. We just see the exact same shot yes. from the last episode of Literally him getting injected. All just repurposed, reused footage from last week. And at that point, you get the you, this realization hits you. Oh, no, it's one of those episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's when we cut back to Silver going into Commander Red's office, and the Bat Cat just swoops off of Red's lap and attacks him with like Red just or Silver just dodging at the last second and getting his face scratched instead of taken off. Which I do love that Commander Red's like, "Haha, you're sharp and quick. You would have lost an eye or your full face." <laughs> oh, sorry. You're quick and fast. You would have lost. <laughs> you think oh, I'm doing a bit? This accent's no. probably better than Commander Red's. It really is. It is horrible in the dub. See, at I, least there you're so trying. Bad. It's like the faint whiff of an accent every other word. That's what really truly makes it bad. 
Yeah, he's like, I see that you were able to avoid his. Yeah, it's <laughs> almost robotic in a way. Like, it'll, like, it'll just slip in and out. We'll just sound like a normal dude, and they'll be like, and then we'll just switch back into it, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? What are these directions? Yeah. I did write, his accent is weird. Like, it's less, it, it's bad and also just so strange. Yeah. Um, But that's when... Commander Red reveals that they actually have three of the Dragon Balls already in their possession. Oh um, my God. A good start. So kind of like, yeah, which I'm, I'm starting to be like, yeah, like these arcs are pretty quick paced in comparison to like <laughs> a lot of Z and stuff. If we're talking about people's problems later on, I think it's just because at this point when they were making the show, they were further behind the manga. So they weren't trying to just like buy time. Probably, I mean, yeah. they just had some filler, but like they I probably mean, this weren't is still filler. Mm. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It seems like things go quicker, even in this filler. True. Um, this, I mean, this filler. This filler ends where this is like three episodes of filler, or no, this has been like six yeah. episodes of filler. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Even though I think this episode and an episode back a little bit back, though they're better. This episode is like actually like grinds everything to a halt to do literal lore dumps that are not good. Yeah. This episode, this is episode is the most terrible. fillery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is one that feels like filler instead of feeling like good filler, where you're like, I get to explore the characters and world in an interesting way. This one's like, we're gonna dump exposition on you. Um, yeah, but or, anyway, and, or like hype up Colonel Silver for what will become one of the most disapp- another disappointing fight later on. Yeah, yeah, but we're not there yet. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. get there today. Um, yeah, and that's when Red reveals that they have the three Dragon Balls in their possession, and like shows Silver a map with the location of the other four Dragon Balls highlighted. Uh, and this also reveals what the world as a whole of Dragon Ball looks like, and it's all just one continent. Yep. Like some kind of Pangea. Pangea. (laughs) Which I already knew this, but still, yeah, seeing it officially out there. They like vaguely resemble like the shapes and locations of real world continents. Like a little bit. But as if they all had like land bridges between them. Or were just smashed a little closer together. (laughs) It's 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 definitely an interpretation. It's It's a choice. a map. That will be Um, retconned as well. Hey. <laughs> uh, I but yeah, Silverton tells them that like there are other people looking for the Dragon Balls, which like yeah we know that, um, and they must be eliminated with extreme prejudice, and then just throws a knife right at Silver, <laughs> breaking a stone statue next to him and laughing his ass off, which I'm just a, like damn, he's so cartoonishly evil. <laughs> um, and so Silver is like, let's go. We got a big ass drill, which I don't know if that ever actually shows up again. I don't think uh, it does. Yeah. In fact, Meanwhile, it must not because I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. There's just like a weird specific, like, it's like one of those cartoony vehicles that I feel like so many different cartoons have. Oh, I can, it's like, here's I a can box. picture it. I just have <laughs> no idea what you're talking about because I don't remember that in the slightest. Yeah. Just the classic box with treads, a little bubble on top, and a huge drill on the front. <laughs> That's for, um, for taking out for taking out the trash. Probably just for killing Goku. This is, yeah. this is my serious uh, car. Yeah. Meanwhile, Goku is just trailing through the sky to the next Dragon Ball, and his radar tells him it's in the forest below. Also, he's hungry. So he heads down to find, and I quote, a snack tree. Yes! 
Which is so fucking funny. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, hold up, there's a snack tree, and then I'm like, well, I guess Goku's not really picky, so I guess every tree is a snack tree. <laughs> tree that's got it's food like I, in it, my snack trees. Yeah, I get that he's like technically not entirely wrong here, calling a f- uh, like trees with fruits and whatnot a snack tree, but like it's so funny. It's so it's very good. It's very Goku. Yes. <laughs> um. So Goku goes down through the trees to grab a pear. But just before he can bite it, like, literally in his hand, mouth open, he's about to bite it, a random monkey just, like, shoots through and steals it. Uh, Goku tracks the monkey down, because he's like, that's mine! Uh, but he sees the monkey is a mama monkey giving it to her child. So he's like, alright, you can have it. Which you I wrote this time. I did write, this is the greatest show of compassion Goku is capable of. <laughs> giving really. up his food for someone else. It's like the same as when he gave Chi-Chi food. Right? Like, showing to me that he truly loves Chi-Chi, or would have yeah, to, because he, he gives, gives up, up his food, food for no yeah. one else. His one true love. <laughs> food. Uh, but that's when the monkey child falls off the branch, because he's just celebrating that he's got food. And yeah. the mama monkey comes down to, like, try to take Hide care of it. Pear. But a <laughs> panther appears out of the bush, just ready to eat both of them. No! Uh, yeah, creature pounces, but Goku just jumps in, saving him. Uh, he then collapses from hunger, just straight up falls <laughs> over. Goes, I'm hungry, and just falls over down. The, the classic Goku problem being too hungry. You think? Mm. You think if he had, Woo. if the monkeys hadn't intervened and fed him, he would have died there? No, because he would have had that fucking pear if that mama monkey didn't steal it. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, and that's when. Like, the monkeys start to offer him food. Also, there's, like, 16, 17 more monkeys that they just show them, up. They take them back to the herd. Yeah, which, like, why didn't they help? Because <laughs> it seems like it seems like in this shot that they're still in the same spot and just these monkeys showed up. Well, they're scared of the so, panther. Like, yeah. Yeah, but there's so many of them. They're just stupid they're monkeys, Thomas. Yeah, but the panther has <laughs> teeth. They don't have guns. Thomas, they're just monkeys. They're dumb. They're just meat. They could take it. Uh, overlooking the, the monkeys board. do not know collective action like us humans do. <laughs> they but fear the panther. <laughs> they do. They really do. Um, overlooking the same forest that Goku's in, or at least assuming so. Uh, I want to pause here and say monkeys actually do understand collective action and do work together to do things. This is it was just a joke. Just so why didn't they take down the panther? <laughs> uh, because they're dumb and they're made by they're made for anime. Anime monkeys are dumb. <laughs> That's an objective Ex- fact. Look it up. Except for, except for that orangutan in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that's a pedophile. That one's a pedophile. And also a stand user. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose stand is a, a giant boat. They're just a ship. <laughs> go, go back to what we were talking about. We're talking yeah. about uh, that's when we see Silver and the Red Ribbon Forces scanning for the ball. And then Silver is just like, search through the whole for- forest. Burn it down if you have to. I want that dragon ball. Uh, and now we see Goku is slowly entering a food coma. Um, and the like a deep food coma, because now the monkeys are like pushing on his head and everything, like trying to see if he'll wake up. Uh, but then one of them is just like, yo, check out this thing I found. And it's the five-star Dragon Ball. <laughs> just, dun, dun, just right dun. there. Uh, the monkey knocks it to the ground. They all look at it, and they start like getting real excited around it and like growling and stuff. 
Did and I wrote, this is some real, like, 2001. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, I'm getting strong <laughs> monolith vibes here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that, because I don't think about 2001 ever, because I just, that film has, like, no memory in my head. But now you bring it up, my God, you're right. Yeah. In my head, I'm just hearing, bah, bah, <laughs> as all the monkeys are just going, like, <laughs> as, it holds up the, as it holds up the ball to smash another monkey's brains in. <laughs> I wish. God, it's learned the power of orb. Yeah. But that's when Goku wakes up, having been abandoned by the monkeys and missing this whole this whole exchange. And the monkeys are just playing with the Dragon Ball, having a good time. Um suddenly, just back to Kame House. Oh <laughs> like, hey, the minor characters do exist in this show. Yeah, just hard cut back to Kami House. Um and Krillin is doing push-ups with Two tortoises and Master Roshi on yes. his back. With Turtle, another Turtle, and Roshi just kind of sitting there waving himself with a fan. Yeah. yeah. And they do do the, like, 88, 89, 90, ah, and he, like, falls over at 99, which you think, oh, it's 99 push-ups. That's Roshi's, like, you got to step up your game if you're only able to do 999 push-ups. <laughs> which I was like, yeah. holy crap. Krillin's um, getting swole. Also, yeah. I guess it's training time again, because Roshi was definitely like, yo, you should leave for like a long time and then come back. And was like, I'm not going to train you right away. Meanwhile, but back hey. at training. Um, that's when Launch calls them for snack time. Uh, they eat some ice cream. Just a massive uh, bowl of yeah, ice cream. Just, it like, looks really bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we, like, Krillin isn't eating it because he's tired. It's Which, like, that's said, when you eat yeah. ice cream. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I eat ice like, cream when I'm depressed, Thomas. I eat ice cream for many reasons. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. I'm depressed. I'm super happy about I'm something. Bored. I'm bored. I just want ice cream. Like, there's a long list of reasons why they want ice cream. That's the food uh, for every occasion. Yeah, Roshi uh, then tells him, "Like, yo, Goku's gonna beat your ass if you don't train." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. But that's when Lodge points out that Goku is a freak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I think she straight up uses the word freak or like weirdo or something. Yeah, I believe like she's that. like, he's not a normal kid. Yeah. Which just uh, sounds and... much nicer than freak, but. Mm -hmm. But that's when Krillin's like, I wonder if he's all right. And Roshi's like, he quests take a while, kid. He's he's fine. You saw him like push that boulder that's like the size of a mountain. He's Look, got dog, He almost beat the shit out of me. Yeah, Jackie Chun. He's fine. <laughs> You, you said something for a second. Ooh, what? Nope, <laughs> you, nope. you almost said Jackie Chan. Nope, nope. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, Krillin then just out of the blue ask about the history of the Dragon Balls. <laughs> and Roshi wonders if Lotch could take such a heart-wrenching tale. Oh, see, I, Spoiler thought that alert. Was, I thought that was a Krillin. I thought that was a launch. I read that as being for Krillin, and then Krillin was like, don't worry, she can take it. And Roshi just kind of goes, hmm. Like, he was obviously talking about Krillin, but he'll let that slide. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's not a heart-wrenching tale. Yeah, really. It really isn't. Nothing There's happens. nothing. Yeah, it's a boring tale. And this is when we have the legend of the Dragon Balls. Hell In the yeah. beginning, Real there fucking was... shoehorned into this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the legend. <laughs> in the beginning there was but one dragon ball and it was big an ancient tribe discovered it and placed it in the mouth of a giant dragon statue the statue is made of precious rocks and incredibly detailed 
Uh, and then Master Roshi almost goes off on a tangent. He's like, speaking of Pearl, there was this one native girl. Get back! <laughs> they literally do <laughs> the Monty Python. Get on with it! Yeah. <laughs> they both yell, get on with it, which made me laugh. Um, the tribe had years of prosperity until a group of bandits tried to take it. After the bandits were defeated, the tribe split the ball into seven balls and sent somehow. them across the globe. Somehow. Uh, he GM. details the legend that the Dragon Balls have been used for many e- or for evil many times. But one day a hero will come to use the balls to restore peace and unity to the world. Um, I... This whole tale is bullshit. <laughs> this whole tale is not at all the Dragon Ball continuity. The only idea that does eventually come back around is, I guess, one, the idea that there's a statue of Shenron, and that's yeah. how they, like, create the dragon representation for each ball. And two, the idea that the Dragon Balls come from a huge ball, which in Dragon Ball continuity, it's established that the Namekians broke off pieces of the Super Dragon Balls to create their first set of Dragon Balls. And the Super Dragon Balls were made by the Dragon God Zalama. But... Or a looter. We got a lot more time to co- before that comes you silly back goof. around. None of those words you just said mean anything. <laughs> um, also, again, there was nothing heart-wrenching about this story. Also, really. like, during the story about halfway through, about right after the Monty Python get on with it thing, Roshi starts talking, like, really, really fast. Like, <laughs> all, like, like I- almost like the ending of, like, a medicine commercial fast, where they're, where they're trying to, like, blur through the side effects, but he's telling the story, and, like... Are are they like trying to get this this much shorter in Japanese, and they had to like really rush to get it to fit in English? The answer is most likely yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Launch loved the story, and Krillin's like, if I had those balls, I'd wish for ultimate strength. Which like way to be selfish, Krillin. <laughs> like uh, a little bitch. And that's when Launch is like, Roshi, what you wish for? And he she's like, a, a new shell. A bigger yeah. island, yeah. or Launch, maybe world peace. Launch has actual good ideas. Yeah. yeah. And that's when Roshi's like, a piece of something, that's for sure. <laughs> Fuck Roshi. He's implying. No, better ass. yet, don't. He'd like that. <laughs> um, Krillin mad dogs him for being a perv. Yeah. Krillin has finally had enough of this. Mm-hmm. And that's when Roshi's like, and honestly, go get... But like honestly, considering he's been stuck on an island with the Roche, with just Roshi and Launch yeah, for God knows Christ. how long, that poor man and that poor woman. Yeah, that's Roshi's just like go get buff. <laughs> um, and then when Launch walks away, he looks at her butt because of course. Yeah. Uh, because Roshi is the worst. Um, yeah. <laughs> Krillin is pissed that he's got to work out, which like I get that feeling. <laughs> Didn't even get any ice cream. And Launch is like. If I had a wish, she knows what it'd be for, and then never says what that is. <laughs> probably for Master Roshi. Honestly. I mean, Blonde Launch could do that, probably. <laughs> I mean, guns don't work, but maybe with enough time. <laughs> oh, Launch, you know bullets don't work on me. <laughs> uh, this is when we have Goku back in the sky, and he's literally like calling out to the Dragon Ball as if it can hear him. Yeah. Um, Unbeknownst to Goku, the monkeys have it, and they're having a great time. <laughs> they're having a but ball. Me- they're evolving by to- the second. Unbeknownst to both parties here, the Red Ribbon guys are just tearing up the forest. Uh, one of them 
I do love one of them is just like you think the ribbon would come with the uniform right, right? but we gotta pay for it and I'm like uh, maybe they don't get dental yeah man, you know this, I stand by what I said earlier this, this man has worked an entry level service job where you gotta pay for the uniform oh yeah I do love that's when one of the monkeys throws the dragon ball and it just hit it just clocks the guy who's talking about the red ribbon uniforms <laughs> in the head but before they can grab it the monkey child just like swoops in grabs it and they just open fire immediately yeah they're like gotta kill this monkey and i'm like fair mm. you know what that's fair. Just, yeah they're trying to chase the monkey down and they're like yo silver we found the ball come here um he's like why can't y'all catch a monkey on your own <laughs> idiots <laughs> all of you yeah and they're just like let's head that way and they're just starting fires the whole way as they go <laughs> um that is when Goku smells the fire because he has super smell, smell, but also I imagine it's a big-ass fire at this point. It's kind of hard to miss. Uh, yeah. And the Red Ribbon guys start just wasting the monkeys left and right. <laughs> yeah, uh, they just start killing them. Indiscriminately. Well, they are just monkeys. <laughs> Flowers. Monster. That's right. Ancestors. <laughs> Not my ancestor. Goku, yeah. Goku tells them to stop. Uh, <laughs> Goku appears in the trees like the Lorax, just like I am Goku. I speak for the monkeys. <laughs> stop, 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 stop shooting stop them, please. <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> Damn, well, then, better try plan B. Yeah. And then Goku beats the shit out of the whole flamethrower brigade, just annihilates them. And that's when Colonel Silver shows up and says, I'm Colonel Silver, pleased to kill you. Yeah, and I'm Which like, I'm like oh, lame. Boo. I liked it. His previous work was so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Boring conversation. Just repeating Harrison Ford quotes. Yes. Much. You're right. That is better dialogue yes. than this filler has written. <laughs> Don't forget the broken home line. Yeah, yeah broken that home was is a good powerful. One. But yeah, they square up to fight, but the monkey with the ball just like runs straight through him. Goku chases... And Silver grabs a, like, rifle from one of his men. They're like, they're way too far away. And then Silver just, like, after a couple seconds, shoots a branch from an indeterminate distance. Yeah, it's too far away for the rifle. I'm like, it's like a, it's like a, probably it's a, a hard gun. shot, but I don't think that's even close to impossible. <laughs> he manages to shoot a branch, causing the monkeys to drop. Uh, and that's when Goku's able to, like, grab them and save them uh, before they fall all the way down a cliff, now hanging from the cliff himself. Um, and that the ball fell down the ravine into a river. Uh, and then Silver just orders his men to go after the ball. They don't give a shit about Goku at this yeah. point. And then they presumably yeah. just leave. Yeah. Goku's hanging on. Monkey's in one hand, other gripping the cliff edge. And the, <laughs> the narrator is like, what a cliffhanger, as the episode ends. Yeah. Will Goku survive this latest cliffhanger? Yes. Probably. Yes. As as always. Episode Raditz 34, Goku yet. survives the cliffhanger. <laughs> Off screen again. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, they keep having, like, Goku's in a dangerous situation. Is he alright? Off screen. How will he get <laughs> out of this episode. one? No, seriously, He's tell me. I have no idea. He's just kind of here. <laughs> so we cut to episode 34, Cruel General Red. I'm like, you probably could have named the last episode that. Yeah, really. (laughs) Well, this is the actual beginning of the second arc in the manga. Third arc. Whatever, fuck you. 
tournaments the second fuck, arc. Fuck off, fuck off, fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just seeing my notes and literally my first note, which I don't know why I didn't write this last episode, but I just wrote, why do the monkeys have bare ass cheeks? <laughs> I want to know why the mama monkey has like shapely drawn breasts. There's a lot of questions about the designs of these monkeys. It's just, it's just I gotta be accurate. I think they have like gloves. Like their hands look like they have gloves on too. Sir, why? Why is it have to? How is this supposed to be on? Oh, don't worry. Get me in the room with your weirdest animator, and I will tell him exactly how it's supposed to look. <laughs> don't worry about it. Joke, shamelessly stolen from Pitch Meeting. You should watch them. They're great. <laughs> we open on a shot of a serene landscape. A peaceful lake at sundown, interrupted by the sight of patrol boats. <laughs> uh, drivers coming in to search for the Dragon Ball, and Silver is just pissed they haven't found and, it yet. And I would like to point out the music here. It has like a weird, like Pink Panther music playing over this, like some weird, yeah. like jazz saxophone over like it's just a normal search scene of people like combing a river. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest thing. It's it's quite strange. I'll be honest. It is very strange. Uh, let's see, we have Goku is just like playing with the monkeys in a clearing. He's back. He's fine. Apparently. He's doing good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's just having a good time. Oh, and his tail's grown back. Like one of the monkeys pulls on his tail. Oh, yeah. But no, it's been uh, back he's, for a while. He's, he's had pulled on he's it in the filler. He's had it back for a while. That's yeah. right. I don't know why this this clicked to me here. Yeah, it didn't click until a while. Yeah, yeah Chi-Chi like, grabbed on his tail during the whole Nimbus thing, and he did the... Though he's fine now, so I guess Monkey doesn't exert enough force. <laughs> I yeah. mean, later on, Raditz is... Raditz has that weakness, I think. Well, it's just yeah. like, I think I think it like... But, you gotta be strong enough to pull it hard, you know? And Goku's pretty tough maybe. when he fights Raditz. But I think later at one point, like, somebody pulls on Vegeta's tail and Vegeta just bitch slaps them. Like, yeah, they've gotta be really strong. And they strong. establish that he can, he's trained himself to resist the, the pain of his tail getting pulled on. Um, I resist the tail grab. Yeah. He tries to leave to go get the balls, but the monkeys just keep giving him food. And yeah. then it starts to rain. So Goku's like, oh, I'll wait. Fine. <laughs> Uh, back in the clearing, uh, the storm is just rocking the red ribbon boats because this is this is upgraded to like a full on storm. Um, delaying their search as well. Uh, Goku just holes up in a cave for the night with the monkeys, all just sleeping in one cave. Um, and that's where we finally see the Dragon Ball, which is like got caught on like a rock on the waterfall. Um, just gets shaken loose by the storm and she goes down the stream careening off the waterfall bouncing off a stone and disappearing into the like somewhere in the clearing um and goku he's just sleeping soundly till we hear like a soft animal call out in the distance and we pan over like a gathering of capsule homes with red ribbon marks on them um true yeah and Silver gets an update on the Dragon Ball's location for the commander and decides to widen his search in the morning. Uh, so we have sunrise over the area. Last night's storm, gone. Red Ribbon people are digging through some rocks and fields under the command of Silver, being like, yo, leave nothing unchecked. Goku flies overhead, watching the men search as he follows the radar. 
He's like, ha ha, they're looking in the wrong spot, idiots. <laughs> um, as we cut to like a wolf man and like a farmer looking dude, but they both have red <laughs> ribbon ribbons on their shoulders. But they just like normal don't have... clothes. Yeah. Um, they're day workers. They're, they're spy team. Yeah. <laughs> and Silver just like pulls up, shoots around him and is like, stop resting, search for the ball. He drives off. He is the worst boss. He's just straight up, if you have time to lean, you have time to clean them. Oh, yeah. Uh, So the two bids start looking for the ball, and they're just real annoyed with Colonel Silver. It's like, I get it. That's when Goku just, like, interrupts them, but not, like, attacks them or talks to them. He just shows up in the middle of them. Just walks past them. But you have to admit, like, he knows who Red Ribbon Army is at this point, but he legitimately, since it's the beginning of the manga, he does not know them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh shit you're right he doesn't yeah so this is like his um, first interaction with anyone from red ribbon technically really damn uh that's he's like looking or he just pulls out his radar in front of these two guys and just starts looking um and one of them just points a gun at goku yeah. but goku just grabs <laughs> the dragon like, ball like not paying attention to this really they even have like a little um, conversation it's like should i shoot the kid should i not shoot the kid do it kid what what are you doing here you know what screw it i'm just gonna shoot him <laughs> every villain is willing to shoot a child this show <laughs> that's when he goku like finds the dragon ball and he's like uh one two three four five ah oh, come on <laughs> <laughs> damn it and the two are just like he found the ball <laughs> i'm just like freaking out um the man with the gun is like hey goku give me the dragon ball goku's like why do you want it <laughs> I was so disappointed he just didn't go, sure, and then handed it immediately yeah, over. Yeah, I thought that would be me the too. bit. I thought so, too. But Goku's like, no, you won't tell me why you want it. Uh, so the man I with the gun. I just want an exchange of information. An honest exchange of goods, good sir. Yeah, Here, so I have the man the gun's like, all right, I'm going to take it. And then Goku just fucking clocks him, knocking him <laughs> out with a single punch. And then, like, the other guy opens fire. And Goku just dodges the gunfire and just destroys him. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. Goku's like, well, I guess I'm just going to take this one anyway. <laughs> Goes off. <laughs> this is my And now. the two men, real pissed and real beat up, uh, are like, yo, Colonel Silver, this kid took the Dragon Ball. Right. Silver's like, I'm fucking on it and runs out with a bazooka. <laughs> All right, so and, one second, one second, one second. When they're okay. when the uh, after Goku Cole clocks them and they're like radioing back to base, there's this one animation glitch with this one guy, where like his face decouples from where his head, where the rest of his head is whenever he talks. So oh, like it decouples from like the hair, so his face like moves forward an inch or two every time he talks. It is horrifying. <laughs> I, I just see it, that. It scared not me see that watching it, and I just had to bring it up. That's very, you know, it's very fair. It's a very scary thing. <laughs> just, it's just like an alien wearing a mask, and it's slipping as the man's talking. <laughs> the animal underneath is coming out. <laughs> anyway, please continue. Oh, yeah. Showing, so, like, yeah, Colonel Silver just runs out with a bazooka... And just immediately locks on and shoots a surface-to-air rocket at Goku on the Nimbus. <laughs> Direct hit. Goku falls to the ground. The Nimbus has been completely destroyed. Yeah, the Nimbus is considered dead right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Goku lands just like right in front of Silver, like on his feet. Fine. Mm-hmm. This is not the first time we've seen Goku survive an absurdly high fall. Or a rocket. But he, yeah. But he's just like, why'd you kill the Nimbus? Uh-huh. Silver wants to know how Goku found the ball so quickly. It should be fair, I pointing out last time that like this is the first time canonically in the manga he had an interaction with them. They don't talk about having just seen each other either. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. This. This. Yeah. They're. They're very much like because they have. Who the fuck is this kid? Yeah. How do you know these things? Why are you looking like all of this is like they don't know each other? But I guess this is fine. It's like a rough shot, quick introduction to like who are these guys? But like feels weird since we had all the filler. Yep. That already explained who these guys are. But this if it what- wasn't, if there wasn't the dissonance between these two, I'd say I liked the slow intro. I would say this episode will work better if it, what's going to happen next is they introduce each other, Silver and Goku, and continue on explain. They'll say why I think this works poorly. Mm-hmm. But just All go right. ahead. Yeah. So Goku tells him to like piss off, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and Silver... And Silver's like, you have a better radar than us, and it's on you, isn't it? And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Goku replies with a fuck you and then he does the jack off motion it's very strange to watch as <laughs> in silver takes his jacket off and is just full shirtless now and Which, he's ready to throw and good hands. news for silver he found his nipples yeah we're all proud of him this, yeah. this is when people say the Kylo Ren body a very wide person <laughs> I feel like this is what they're talking about now oh yeah so yeah Silver tells him, like, better tell me what I want to know. And he's like, I got to tell you crap unless you apologize for blowing (laughs) up my cloud friend. I love Goku (laughs) so much. And then turns to leave. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's when Silver just sprints up and grabs the Dragon Ball from him real quick. Which I guess, yeah, if this had been our first intro to Silver, it would have been a good way to be like, see, he's strong. But then but, Goku sprints faster and gets it back to be like, yeah. I am better. Um, since Silver takes the boxing stance, Goku's not afraid. Uh, and that's when Goku just like dodges and kicks him in the gut, doing real fucking damage to him with a single yeah, hit. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. And Silver just keeps trying to punch him. And Goku is like walking away at this point. Mm-hmm. So like he starts dodging it without even looking at him. Um, get wrecked, Silver. And then Goku just smacks him in the face with his tail, knocking him right the hell out. <laughs> um, yeah. It, yeah, it is sort snowboard. of just like, that's it. Yeah, just like, Colonel Silver tries to fight him, Goku just beats him up, like in like two punches, fight ends, all that lead up, bad, this filler, just hypes up this character for like so many episodes, and then just gets like, just honestly, bo- like bodied. Just like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. it, done, that's it, it's over. Mm-hmm. And it makes Which me go is- like, this filler was interesting if this fucking didn't ruin it all. Right? I agree. <laughs> like, in a sense, um, like, the animators knew what was going to happen next and failed to account for what had happened. Or, like, I don't know if these were made at the same time or not. I actually kind of don't remember how Dragon Ball yeah, I don't works. know when they eventually, like, caught up. Yeah. Um, because it's I know what, real rough. I know by the time of the... By the time of the Frieza saga... Um... They're literally, like, coming out the week before the next episode, like, the next chapter of the manga came out. And that's why the Frieza fight is, like, five and a half hours. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> they went from adapting like five chapters of the manga into one episode to adapting one. Good um, times, good times. Yeah. But anyway, Goku's like a little sad as Nimbus is gone. Um, so he goes into one of their homes to just be like, I bet they have dino caps, which like, wow, this is surprisingly smart for Goku. Good thinking, kid. Yeah. Um, he then grabs like a box of dino caps to see, and he's like, which one of these is the flying cloud? And <laughs> and like, All right, we're back to dumb. We're back to dumb. <laughs> he got it. He had it for two seconds. Um, Goku throws one out and it just pops out a helper robot. It's just like, how can I help? Goku's like, I love I need this to go robot. Th- <laughs> he's like, I need to go that way. Then go that way. <laughs> just, My work here is done. Yeah, it's so good. Job complete. Like, <laughs> gotta go. I gotta go really far though. He's like, throw cap number three. That is the jet. <laughs> Goku throws it and out pops a jet. And he's like, now use that. He's like, I don't know how to fly it. And he's like, I do. Get in. <laughs> there is something incredible about like how Toriyama didn't realize this may be the best comedic pairing he had an idea of. Of complete straight man to complete moron. Honestly, and he throws works. it away super quickly. It it's works very so bad. well for the three it's lives so good. that exists. It is. I am so mad. Yeah, that the helper robot died because this was a fantastic pairing. Because we're gonna get to a second. He's gonna die in like the next couple mm. of scenes. But it's incredible to be like Goku's. Like, what do I do? This. <laughs> now my work's done. No, it's not. Damn. I also need this. Please kill me. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's when they they're flying, uh, and they fly like right over the red room and search team who are still combing through the wrong part of the ground mm-hmm. and <laughs> goku does also point out this is slower than the nimbus so now we have an idea of just how stupidly fast the nimbus yeah, is the nimbus is really freaking fast anyway, yeah if this thing is slower stupid fast and i guess has an anti-bug screen for all the like stuff that should have been in goku and chi chi's face when they were riding it that's goku <laughs> just spins his stick really quickly and it's like a propeller or he just <laughs> to make it even it. go faster or he eats it yeah <laughs> Uh, that's when back at Red Ribbon headquarters, Red sees that the Dragon Ball is flying straight towards Colonel White, which General is someone White. we have General White, which is someone we have not been introduced to yet. Yeah, and Red's like, "Get that idiot Silver on the phone." Uh, I'm calling the, him this instant. <laughs> back in the plane, Goku's getting real cold as the plane <laughs> is now approaching the Arctic, and <laughs> Silver. Now, like, battered after getting wrecked by Goku, Dude, picks up battered. the beeping. Dude is still yeah. writhing on the floor in agony when he takes yeah. this phone call. Yeah, Silver got, like, his intestines got pushed up into his stomach or something. It looked, he is dying. It's not, it is not quite every bone in his body is shattered, but it's most of them. Oh, yeah. And that's when he picks up his beeping phone and Staff Officer Black answers, which is, as we alluded to earlier... It's racist. It's not good. <laughs> not a good design. He has a slick suit, though. It's a very nice suit. Um, <laughs> that's about where my compliments <laughs> for this sort of the only for this good character design ends. It's a and slick suit. He has a voice. It's not like a 
like a racist voice to go with the racist character design. It's just a weird voice. Like, I don't know how to describe the voice that's going on. I gotta listen to it more before I get like a real opinion. It just is weird, but it is weird. Like, honestly, I would just say if you're listening to this, like, just go pull up a clip of Staff Officer Black from the dub. One, you'll see how horrible the horribly raises the design is but two just like listen to this voice because it is odd and i'm 90 percent sure it's chris sabat but i don't know what he's like doing with his voice it's okay neither does he yeah um that's what he like tells staff staff officer black that the ball was taken by like a child and the man's like uh red he tells commander red the same news and he's I will, like I will let you know it is Sabat doing the voice acting. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. Um impressive like, that you could know that. It's in, a, in its own way. I've heard his voice on a lot of different characters. There's while he does a lot of different voices and they do sound pretty different, there is a enough of a constant underpinning to all of a them that you can of tell. Sabat. Yeah. Um yeah. But the man reports this to staff officer Red or sorry, not staff officer Red. Commander Red. And while the new Staff Officer Black is like, there's no way this boy could be a threat to an army, Red's like, if he beats Silver, we can't underestimate him. Which, like, damn, he's actually smart. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when we finally see Red's face. And his eye patch. And And his giant, poofy red hair to let us know that he's Irish. Yeah, and his short Uh, stature. Scottish, please. I'm honestly I can't tell. I think it's an Irish. I think it's supposed to be an Irish accent. This is we have all. I'm losing my mind because of the show. Knows because this accent is terrible. No matter which of those two, it's supposed to be. I also think the worst thing is my hair currently is the closest approximation is Commander Red right now. Agreed. (laughs) I can cosplay Uh, Commander Red if I was 20 feet shorter, literally negatively (laughs) into the ground and smoked. (laughs) <laughs> and now I'm just picturing it like that episode of Sunny where they're all doing the clip show thing and they go to Frank's mind and he just has really long legs. <laughs> what if I had really short legs now? <laughs> it's just the torso. And that's when he's like, all right, everyone, kill this child and bring the ball to me. <laughs> and also bring silver to me. <laughs> um... Back to Goku, who is just, like, freezing his ass off inside the plane. And the robot is just like, man, humans suck for being able to feel cold. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when Goku's like, hey, can you land? Can you... Can you land? We're here. Can you land? And he's like, circuit's frozen. Circuit's frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Plane is coming down immediately. Which this is very funny, Yeah. I think one of the funniest things about this, as, like, the plane is, you know, going to crash, Goku is now frozen, like, gets literally, fr- freezes yeah. almost to death, and Goku's like, land the plane! Like, he would have just hopped out and then froze to death in the same exact <laughs> way. Nah, he would have been fine. Yeah, he would have been, like, got out and just fucking died either way. Like, Goku's just a moron. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, the plane crashes some red ribbon soldiers in like this little northern arctic outpost hear it and they're like we gotta go investigate goku's like literally frozen solid at this point lying yeah, in the there's snow a straight up like glassy sheen over him <laughs> uh and then like the mysterious uh, somebody in a coat drags him off 
Like, we don't see this person at this point. We just see, like, their feet, and then dun, they, like, dun, start dun. dragging Goku. Um, now we have Silver has been brought before Red, making me wonder how far away he was and how much time has passed. Uh, but it's not really important. A minute. 11 and minutes. Yeah. Silver's like, please, please let me kill Goku. <laughs> a bunch of... While this whole exchange is happening, a bunch of guards are just pointing, a, like, guns at him, and he's just not reacting to that. Yeah, they're, they're again, trying to make Colonel Silver seem cool, even though he's literally... He just got his ass handed to him by a child. Yeah, got beat up by a, yeah, a literal baby. He's definitely the lowest rung of the upper echelon of the Red Ribbon Army. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when Red is like, take this guy out of my sight. And Silver tells the other cards to back off. And this, this is the funniest part of the whole episode to me. Because the Bat Cat just starts, like, gurgling at him. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just for, like... Almost a full uninterrupted minute with no other audio, like really, except for like a bit of music. It's just the bat cat just being like in the most discomforting way that made me just I fucking paused after this whole scene ended. Because like Silver leaves, followed by two guards, but the bat cat's still like kind of doing this, and then it's just them sitting in silence for like thirty seconds, and then it cuts to the next scene, and that was pure comedic gold. <laughs> it just it just brings everything that was happening to a screeching halt in the funniest possible way. <laughs> if you are if you're listening to this also and you have a Funimation account, just go to like near the end. About of two episode before 34. The <laughs> this is the funniest exchange I have ever fucking seen. <laughs> and I'm like, this has to 100% be in the original as well. And it makes no sense. And it's so, like, they're mid-conversation really at this point. Like, <laughs> someone's really like, back off, you guys, as they're trying to bring him out. And then this happens. And that's, <laughs> it is the funniest thing that has happened in this series to date. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, and it's definitely not trying to be, which is why it's way funnier. <laughs> um, that's when we see just this big, like, circular tower with, like, the red ribbon symbol at the top made of brick in the north, like, up in the Arctic. Mm-hmm. And some lilac-haired Russian-accented dude, like, <laughs> trunks hair color, kind of, um, in the anime specifically, sees the crash plane and he's like this must be the missing jet that hq told us about huh yes it's he looks um, exactly like general red except with white hair and no eye patch yeah and like a little taller and a bat and a russian accent that isn't i wouldn't i would hesitate to call it good but it's certainly better than whatever red's doing yeah anything it's better is than the, literally better than that it's a little better than the one i just did but not as good as like an authentic or like a well done one and this is general um, white Yes. yes, which not yeah, the bomb bomb from Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. Just to make it clear, I I don't believe that they ever actually say his name in this scene, but, but like, we uh, must assume like it's like, pretty obvious. For once context. again, I'm fucked up with the color scheme, right? Because Colonel Silver, no color scheme makes sense here. General White got the white hair. Almost like lilac-ish. Yeah, yeah and then Commander it, Red yeah. has red hair. Like and Staff Officer Black is black. <laughs> because He's this just fucking show. <laughs> Sa- yeah, Staff Officer Black is yikes. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> not good. Eighties Japan. Come on. It's, he gets a really. I think he gets a better redesign in uh, like Path to Power, I believe, or something. I forget the last one is called. It can't really be much worse. Um. Well, he's not. He's just painted like a human. Good. I mean, he, dog. He's not Popo. It could get worse. Oh, he just he brought up the he brought up the fabled popo. <laughs> yeah, but the we're big not there racist yet. elephant. The, the, the terror, <laughs> <laughs> the design that has never changed throughout the years. Could any at any point they could just go? It changed, and everyone would be like, "Yeah, okay, fine." But nope. I think there was one dub that pulled the four kids and like made him blue, and just called that a day. Yeah, he's just a genie. Fuck it, dude. I think so. Yeah. That would be fine. I don't know if it would be fine because you can it just be go better. look at the original interpretation. Like, ah, and it's like, like Jinx and Pokemon. Yeah, yes. like it's not really much better. But at least, but yeah, at least now up, we've yeah, moved just, on. In the four kids version of DBZ Kai, Mr. Popo is recovered, recolored blue, and that's better it's, than it's the better. original. Yeah, but better is an incredibly relative term here. All, all we're saying is Dragon Ball could do better and the people who are dubbing it could also do way better that's all oh yeah <sighs> but that's when we have like a soldier returning the call like staff uh, or general white i'm getting the the ranks are just gonna destroy they my don't brain. make any sense don't worry yeah especially considering general is above commander in yep. every like yep. military uh-huh. hierarchy <laughs> uh but anyway well that's how you know sol- they're mercenaries yeah a soldier is returning the call out in the field and they're like yeah this is the plane that was stolen but where is goku (laughs) uh and then they see just like a drug path in the snow (laughs) a body-shaped dragging mark yeah i guess that's it um and it just shows goku being dragged through the snow by, like, a young red-haired girl with, like, a Russian shopka and, like, a big puffy coat on. And they're like, who is this person? And is Goku gonna live? And once again, yes, because Raditz isn't here yet. <laughs> Which is what I will say every time they pull these fake outs. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's where episode 34 ends. Thank God. Yeah, and this is the end of the filler arc leading into now we are in the official start of the Red Ribbon Army arc. Which, notes up top, like, our villain is way more evil than Pilaf. Though I guess we haven't had much experience with, like, straight up the actual Commander Red as he's written in the manga. Which, you know, in this one, he isn't, like, unleashing his cat at his subordinates and throwing <laughs> yeah. knives around and like, giggling his ass off. Like, dog, you gotta stop killing your employees. You need them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, uh... But he is definitely more evil than what came before. Which, to be fair, is a low bar, but he is over it. Yes. Yeah. He is like, I'm gonna be a bad man and have this weird military force around the world that's ill that no one understands slash because no one understands the world of dragon ball <laughs> yeah force this, my children <laughs> yes huge, my, my pretties <laughs> this huge big boss x-esque mercenary army <laughs> i think it's just supposed to be like this is like a james bond villain like that's what i cast to symbolize yeah. because oh, for he sure very much literally is sitting down with like a cat he's like Arr! 
could be the Goku. A gurgling cat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That scene is the funniest thing I have ever seen. God. It's so good. And I I cannot emphasize enough. Like you can find this on YouTube, or if you can <laughs> if you have Funimation now, please go watch this scene because I'm not exaggerating. Like it goes on way longer than it ever should. And that is why it is so funny. Okay. But yeah, um yeah, the filler I thought like a lot of the slow intro for Silver, while you could probably condense those filler into like three episodes total. Mm-hmm. Um I still like the idea of a slow intro to Silver if he had had a better fight with Goku. Yeah, he's literally out of the show now. He does all build up to him getting like kicked in the stomach and then he's like, Bye, get out of here, Silver. That's it. Yeah. Wait, seriously? It's he's like gone. A, it's like a yeah. reverse of Vegeta almost. What? Where it's like the Vegeta Saiyan saga. What? Wait, he's so he's done? Yeah, that's it. Wow. That's, no, yeah, that's when I was like, that's it. Like I I truly mean like that's the fight. That's the whole Colonel Silver story. That's ah. bad. That's they literally, yeah, bad. he's literally gone now. Like he never comes back. I mean, straight up, ever. That was such a good build up. Those two episodes, though. What? I. <laughs> I mean, I guess if they had started with this episode, like the manga, I wouldn't feel as bad about it because there would have been like no build up for this character. Plus, he, he got instantly jobbed by Goku, so who? Why yeah. would we care? So, and he'd just like, be like whole... a way to intro the Red Ribbon Army. Why? It doesn't make any sense. No. It does not. Why would you why wouldn't you just create a new character from whole cloth then? I don't know. I don't Though know. Though I guess if he's a minor character, but then why would you bother wasting the time to build it up and ah Yeah. In like narrative terms, as I was saying earlier, this is kind of the reverse Vegeta scenario. Where like with Vegeta you had Nappa, who is just lays waste to the gang, like the Z Warriors. And, like, is afraid of Vegeta. And then they deliver on it. Because you're like, oh, this guy has to be way stronger than Nappa then. If Nappa's scared of him. And Nappa is decimating everyone in front of him. And then it pays off. Because, yes, he is way stronger. (laughs) Um, This is the opposite. Where you have all this build up for this character. And then they just get decked. (laughs) Just. And it makes it feel like there's not much threat overall. Because they're like. This is one of our real strong guys. And they've been building up. It's like, this guy's important to the Red Ribbon Army. And he's a big dude. And Goku just destroys him in, like, less than a minute. Yep. So, yeah. Yippee. And that's the fight. I'm curious to see the rest of the arc going forward. Now that we're in, like, the official territory. Yeah. Yeah, now that that we've hit, like, actual stuff of substance. Yep, we're now moving into... The General White, some and some characters that people should be more familiar with. Mm-hmm. But I have to go. <laughs> All right. Well then, thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> thank you. It was a good time, but I have to go to the restroom really badly. Oh, no, <laughs> just right, like well, Goku. Just like Goku. <laughs> All right. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. Bye. Hydrate.